All right, so today I'm going to discuss how you go about repairing your credit. So in order to repair your credit, the first thing you need to know is what condition your credit is in. Knowing that you have bad credit or knowing that you don't have any credit isn't sufficient. You have to actually know what it is that's on your credit that lenders see when they pull your credit, whenever you ask them to lend you money, whenever you file for a loan for a car or for a home or for a credit card. So the first way to repair the problem is knowing what the problem is. So the way in which you do that is you come to annualcreditreport.com and you will pull your three credit file reports for free. So you can get the details of what's on your credit for free once per year. You can also get those details. If you're ever denied credit, the creditor will send you a letter and that letter is justification for the credit bureaus to give you another free copy of your credit. So after you come to annualcreditreport.com, you just come here and you click on the big red button that says request your free credit reports. And what it's going to ask you is for you to identify yourself. So you're going to have to put all of the KYC information, know your customer, right? All that Patriot Act information that they ask for now whenever you're dealing with banks. So they want to know your name. They want to know your social, your date of birth, your current address, your phone number, things of that nature. Then what they'll do is they'll walk you through a number of places that you may have lived, phone numbers, addresses, loans that you may or may not have had to try and confirm your identity, right? If they can't confirm your identity, then you have to do this manually by sending in a form that they'll allow you to download. But most of the time, the questions are pretty obvious. If you are who you say you are, you should be able to pass the questions and get to the part where they show you your actual credit report. I'm not going to go any further into that because I'm sure that there is a ton of information about how to go through the annualcreditreport.com procedure step by step. And that's outside the scope of what I'm trying to show you here today. So after you've gone ahead and you've pulled your three credit reports, the thing that you want to do is you want to highlight all of your creditors. So you want to highlight anything that is negative on your credit. So for instance, there will be accounts that say paid on time or paid as expected. And there may, if you have bad credit, there may be things on there that say delinquent or in collections, charge off, any of these terms that are negative, right? And those are the ones that you want to highlight. You want to highlight the name and the address of this person or company that is saying that you owe them money or that you fail to pay according to the terms of your contract. And the reason why you want to do that is because you're going to be sending these people letters that I'll provide in order for you to get these letters so that you can fill them out and then start to dispute any negative items that may be on your credit. So there are two types of things that you definitely want to be aware of when you're fixing your credit. And that is if you have creditors, like I said, you have to know their name and their address. You have to know the item that they are saying you owe them money for so that you can put that in your letter and dispute it. The other thing that you want to look at is inquiries. So an inquiry is you may have applied for credit and whether you are approved or denied, it will show up on your credit that you applied for credit. So where people make a big mistake or get into trouble with inquiries is usually when they're applying for a home or they're applying for a car. So you might go on to like bankrate.com or a similar website that has a service that lets you look for loans, right? And you go in there, you fill out all your information, and now 101 car dealers are calling you. 
And some of these automated systems, what they do is they'll set it up so that you can go ahead and put all your credit info in there. And then they'll start pulling your credit from a bunch of different banks. This happens if you go to most car dealers as well. Well, all the banks that denied you or all the banks that you didn't choose to go with, they still put an inquiry on your credit. And if you have more than two to three inquiries on your credit, that looks bad to creditors because they're saying, why are you trying to get so much credit? Why do you want all this money? So the easiest way to get denied credit is to show creditors that you want credit. And the best way to get credit is to show creditors that you're not interested in credit, right? So it's kind of like anything that we chase runs from us, right? And so the banks are the same way. If you're going to apply for a lot of credit, what they're going to do is they're going to deny you. But if you only apply for credit once in a while, then they're more than happy to approve you. And so you want to make sure that your credit inquiries are low. So how do you go about making sure that you can get rid of these unwanted inquiries? Or how do you make it so that even if those inquiries are there, you can make sure that the three main credit bureaus, Experian, TransUnion, and Equifax, don't see all of those inquiries? Well, one of the ways is you have to eliminate all of the information from the secondary credit bureaus. So everybody thinks that there's only three credit bureaus, Experian, TransUnion, and Equifax. But in actuality, there's quite a few more. One of them is called LexisNexis, and that's probably the biggest one. So if you ever had any negative information, whether it be a lawsuit or a lien or all of these addresses that show up on your credit, because when you pull your credit, you'll probably see that there's a bunch of old addresses on there, maybe some of your old employers. All of that information, the three main credit bureaus get it from companies like LexisNexis. So the way in which you are going to stop the three main credit bureaus from seeing that is by going to LexisNexis and the others that I'll shortly name and ask them for a security freeze. So you can just go to Google and put in LexisNexis credit freeze and you click on the link that says security freeze or credit freeze, right? And you can request this online. There should be a big red button on the screen and it says submit a request online, right? Or request a security freeze for yourself online. And then you're going to go to that page. You're going to enter in that information. They'll probably want you to upload your driver's license and maybe a, a utility bill or something along those lines. You have to enter in all that KYC info, right? All that know your customer info, your first name, last name, social address, date of birth, all that stuff, right? Then once you do that, it's going to ask you if you are sure that you want to put the security freeze on, you tell it yes. And then what will end up happening is a couple of days, maybe a week or two later, you should get a letter in the mail that says that they've gone ahead and placed a security freeze on your credit. So what does this mean? All of those pre-approved offers that you get in the mail, right? Those come from these secondary companies. They come from the main credit companies as well. They sell your info on a list of names to all of these creditors, to all of these banks. And then they start to send you pre-approved offers, especially as your credit improves. You'll get a ton of pre-approved loans, pre-approved credit cards, pre-approved car loans or pre-approved mortgages, just tons of banking loans that are pre-approved supposedly because these credit bureaus are selling your info to them. And so in order for you to stop that, you can do the security freeze. But the main reason we're doing the security freeze is so that when the main credit companies, Experian, Equifax, and TransUnion, want to look at all the details of your credit file, 
they refer to LexisNexis and the secondary credit bureaus. And if you have a security freeze on your account, they can't see that information. You have stopped them from being able to access that information freely. And so now all they have to go on is the information that they themselves keep in their database. So that is a tool in order to improve your credit, because when these collection agencies that you owe money to are saying, hey, he owes us money or she owes us money, they have to be able to prove that. And if they go back to LexisNexis or to SageStream or ARS or Innovis, the four main ones, when they go to all of these companies and all of these companies say, this person has a security freeze, you cannot access that file. Now they have nothing to go on except for whatever data they've collected. So if you go in there and you're saying, hey, I'm disputing this and they don't have anything to go off of, they have to remove it because the law states that it has to be accurate and valid. So meaning it has to actually be your debt that they can prove and it has to be accurate. So it has to be in your name, at your address, etc. So you've got LexisNexis, which has merged with SageStream, but you can also go to Innovis and they have the same thing. You'll go and you'll just put in Google Innovis security freeze. And then when you find the form, add or manage a security freeze right there in Google, you click on that and you follow the link that says security freeze request online. Same process. You tell them you want a security freeze, you give them all the info, and then you upload whatever documentation they may require. Another one is ARS. So you just put ARS security freeze in Google and that's advanced resolution services. They just go by ARS. And then you can put add a security freeze right there on their homepage. Same process, enter in all your info, upload an identity document or two. And then all these letters will come in the mail saying and confirming that you have your security freezes in place. Once you have your security freezes in place, then you start the process of disputing whatever items are on your credit. Now, before I show you the letter that you'll need and how you go about that, let's go really quick to myfico.com. At myfico.com, this is where you will get your actual score for your credit. So your score has a number. Remember that your credit is like a reputation ranking, right? And it usually goes from about 350 to 800. Different bureaus and different agencies have different ways of scoring it. Mortgage brokers use one type of FICO, car dealers use another type of FICO. But if you want to have a really good idea of what your credit looks like, you just go to myfico.com and then they'll have three plans that you can sign up for. Okay. You sign up for the plan, you use it for a month or two, and then you cancel it. And if you're thinking, well, you know, this is $30, $40 a month, I can't do this. Take into consideration whatever amount of money that you're losing by not having good credit. So that means that you're missing out on opportunities to have lower interest rates, which means you're definitely paying more than $30 or $40 a month because your interest rates are high on your credit cards, on your car loan, on your home loan, right? If your credit improves, you can refinance a car, you can refinance a home, and you can save yourself thousands of dollars per year just because you have better interest rates. So having this information is vital. So you got to kind of bite the bullet, dig inside the couch for change, and come up with the money to get your score. After you've gotten your score, then you can go ahead and cancel it. But you need to know what the score actually is so you know what ground you stand on. And if you're thinking, oh, well, I can just go to, you know, the Experian app or I can use Credit Karma, those numbers aren't accurate. The numbers that are accurate are going to be the ones from myfico.com. Okay. 
So now lastly, let's go to the letter. So here's one of the letters that you'll need to dispute whatever negative items are on your credit. And you'll have to do one of these for each credit bureau. So you'll want a folder to keep all of your credit documents in because you want to develop a paper trail. And the reason why you want to develop a paper trail is because if you go through the series of letters that I'll provide you, and after all of that process, they still haven't removed every negative item from your credit, you can go ahead and with your paper trail, right, sue the credit bureaus. And what's going to end up happening is, is that when they understand that they're about to be sued because they just don't want to take something off of your credit, nine out of 10 times, they just take it off. And if they don't, and you have a paper trail that they violated the law and they violated your rights, according to the Fair Credit Reporting Act, the FCRA, then you have a paper trail for each individual credit bureau of all the documentation you sent them, all the proof and all the requests for them to verify and prove that that debt was yours. When they don't, you can take the court. I know of people who have won tens of thousands of dollars in court, but it usually doesn't come to that. Usually after the first to second letter, they just take it off. A lot of times they might send you threatening letters saying, oh, we're going to report this as fraud or we're going to investigate this, blah, blah, blah. That's just them trying to defend their money makers, which are the creditors, all these people, all these banks that give them money to keep this data. But if the data is not accurate or if they can't prove that that debt is yours, they have to remove it from your credit. So here's the letter. And it simply states, according to the Fair Credit Reporting Act, Section 609, you are required by federal law to verify through the physical verification of the original signed consumer contract, any and all accounts you post on a credit report. Otherwise, anyone paying you for reporting services could fax, mail, or email in a fraudulent account. I demand to see verifiable proof, an original consumer contract with my signature on it, you have on file of the accounts listed below. Your failure to positively verify these accounts has hurt my ability to obtain credit under the FCRA, unverified accounts must be removed. And if you are unable to provide me a copy of the verifiable proof, you must remove the accounts listed below. And then you will go ahead and list the accounts. That's where the information that I told you to highlight on your credit comes from. And then you come down, you put your signature. Then you're going to take a copy of your social security card. You're going to take a copy of your driver's license, right? Or your passport and your state ID card, whichever applies. And you're going to attach them to this letter. So you will have to go into whatever app it is that you use, take a picture on your phone, send it to yourself by email, take it from your email account on your computer and just drop a copy onto the letter. And then you print the letter out and you go to a notary public and you don't sign the letter until you are in front of the notary public. After you go to the notary public, you just go ahead and you sign it in front of them and then you keep a copy for yourself that you've signed and you send the original signed copy to the actual creditor, to the credit bureau. And you're going to send it as certified mail. That's the little green card at the post office. That way you have a verified date of when they receive that letter because someone has to sign for it and you get the return mailer card and you keep that in your file. So now you have proof that they have to do this because they have to respond to this letter within 30 days. So what you can do is you can send the first letter and then three days later, send a second letter. Cause a lot of times what they'll like to say is that, oh, it got lost in the mail, which is why you send a certified mail, but they still play those games. So you can send it twice, right? You can't send more than two or three because then they'll say that you're harassing them basically, right? You're sending frivolous mail or whatever the case may be. So you want to do like one or two, send one, then two, three days later, send the second one. 
just to make sure that they received it. And then you get your return mailers back. Now you know that the clock is kick, ticking on the 30-day period. Once the 30-day period comes, you come along. If you haven't gotten a response, you send your second letter demanding that they remove this from your credit because they haven't complied with the law to remove it from your credit. So I know that's a lot of information and this went a little bit longer than I wanted to, but I wanted to give you the details so that you have a clear understanding of what I'm talking about. I'll put this up on YouTube so that you can always access it if you need with all the links and everything like that. And as always, if you have any questions, just hit me up on social, on Twitter, Instagram, wherever you want to find me online. And as always, have a blessed day.